I am Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All New Covenant Messages, Part 3. Well, I hope so. In Him, we also were made God's heritage portion, and we obtained an inheritance. For we had been foreordained, chosen and appointed beforehand, in accordance with His purpose, who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of His own will. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Never let it be said among us that our God is not in complete and total control and aware of what is happening in this present world we live in. Making known to us the mystery, secret, of his will, of his plan, of his purpose. And it is this. In accordance with his good pleasure, his merciful intention, which he had previously proposed and set forth in him, he planned for the maturity of the times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on the earth. Ephesians chapter 11, verse 10. Want to know God's perfect and acceptable will for your life in Jesus and the lives of others? Reread the above scripture and know that it is for us to be in him interpreted to mean in himself and in Jesus. With the fullness of time had come, God sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus, into the world to save sinners. Today, we are responsible for all the souls in the world and are commanded of God through Christ and by the ministry of the Holy Spirit to go into all the world and preach the good news. Unity of the Spirit among believers and bringing the bride to the bridegroom, holy, pure, blameless, and spotless in his sight, is our purpose and goal. So that we, who first hoped in Christ, who first put our confidence in him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 12. What are you living for? To praise and glorify the Lord Jesus? All glory, honor, and power is due his holy name, and he alone is worthy. The Gospel of John is considered by some to be the most spiritual of the four. Shows us the revelation of Jesus and all that he is to us in the Father. But to me, the letter of Paul to the Ephesians shows us who we are in Christ and what God's plan and purpose is for us individually and corporately. As much as God is our portion and we are made his in Jesus, ordained of God, his chosen ones, and appointed by him. God is working out everything. Yes, the word says everything. In agreement with the counsel and design of his own will and way, Jesus is the way, truth, and life. He has given each and every believer in Jesus, his spirit, his holy word, and his name, which is above all, so that we can live our lives unto him and bring glory to him. Praise the Lord. He lives in us, abides in us, dwells in us. My friends, God's word is true. Believe his word today and receive his will for your life today in Christ Jesus. Say, yes, Lord, your will be done in me and through me. It is time to rise up. Don't just sit there and say, yes, I believe, I have faith, and I have hope. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Have you been disappointed, deluded, or shamed? 
cry out to God, Abba, Father. The Son has come to dwell in our hearts and minds, with all the love of the Father flowing down from heaven above. You have the Holy Spirit of God living in you, moving through you, so don't be afraid. Step out in faith in the name of Jesus and go do whatever he has called you to. Say what he has spoken to your heart and share his word, will, and way with others around you. As you empty yourself out, pour your life out as a drink offering to him, he will continue to fill your cup to overflowing so that you can be a blessing to others and be blessed. This is our covenant relationship with God, our inheritance, our heritage, our portion. So don't just hope, but believe and know that his love will see us through. Whatever. My dear sweet brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus, we've come through the pains and struggles of childbearing, but the pleasure of seeing already the birth of this group has brought the joy of the Lord to my heart and soul. Forgetting that which is behind, I encourage you all to press onward and upwards in Jesus. I am determined not to skip a beat and am committed to working with each and every one of you to make this the best Christian group on the World Wide Web. Competition is not the answer, but commitment to the things of God, His Word, His will, and His way are. My prayer is that all will come into a closer walk in relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is His group, and I ask that you all do your part to bring glory, praise, and honor to His holy name. Please pray daily for one another, love one another, post at least once a week, and greet every new member with the love of God. We are in this together and our focus must be on Jesus, His vision, His heart, His mind, His spirit, His giving, His hands, His feet, His voice, His faith, His hope, and most of all, His love. Taking the love of God and the good news of Jesus to all nations and peoples is still our goal. So let us look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and be obedient to the call of God upon us brings tears of joy to my eyes just to see you all here with me. June and Juliet are moderators for this group, and I assure you that I submit to each of you and am accountable to all. Take all the good you have learned in life, all the hurt, all the pain, all the disappointment, everything, and let God use it and you to further his cause. Jesus will go before us in all things. He promises never to leave or forsake us, and surely his goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Thank you all, and never forget that God is faithful, and Jesus never fails. His blessings and love to all who enter into his presence here, and let us go, do, and be all that he has called us to. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9. This is the word of God unto us today. Thank God that his mercies are renewed every morning and his steadfast love never ceases. I hope you all take the time to read Reread and meditate on this portion of scripture for this group and every member here. What does God require of us? To do justly, 
to love mercy, and to walk humbly with Him. You are not required to pour your life into this or any other ministry, but to minister unto the Lord. Pour yourself out a living sacrifice unto Him, and then He will work His works in and through you by the power of His Holy Spirit. What does God want us to do? Follow His lead. Jesus did what He saw our Heavenly Father doing when He walked the face of this earth, and we are called of Him to do the same. As much as I would love to go to the land of Israel and walk in the footsteps of Jesus, the disciples and apostles, I am called to walk with Jesus, in Jesus, and as Jesus would have me live my life here and now. What would Jesus do? Though over-commercialized, a very good question to ask ourselves, if not only day by day, but minute by minute. For as long as you can look over my shoulder and see Jesus, then follow my lead. But I prefer and encourage you all to follow him and his leading for you personally and corporately as one body, one mind, one will, and one way. His way. Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Learn from the past, but don't live in it. Don't recreate the wheel, but improve it. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the man, Christ Jesus. Behold him in all his beauty, wonder, splendor, and majesty. But notice the scars. What he went through to get us where we are today, and oh, how far we have to go. Know that he will utilize everything in and around us for our good and his, but we have to allow him in. It is not easy or always pleasant, but we have his word that it is worth it. He is the master surgeon, and his word will go to the bone and marrow of our very existence. Let's perceive, know, and heed this new and living way that he has set before us. Jesus is the only way through the wilderness, and he is our living water in the driest of deserts. We have made it through a dark night, tears have been shed, but his joy comes in the morning. Arise and shine, for the light of the world has come and has risen upon us. Let us be a city of God high on the hill, top shining ever brighter until the full light of day. This Jesus. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which has become the head, the external angle of the corner, the cornerstone. Psalm 118, verse 22, Acts chapter 4, verse 11. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed to powder and it will winnow him, scattering him as dust. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 11, Daniel chapter 2, verses 34 and 35, Matthew 21, verse 44. God is my rock. He is the chief cornerstone and capstone, first and last, beginning and end, Alpha and Omega. We, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus, are the temple of the living God, His church, the body of Christ Jesus, and the representation of Him here on earth. What an awesome responsibility we have been called to. 
Do you look in the mirror of God's word each and every day? Let's get real personal here for a moment. Forget about the world or the church and what they think of us. I do hope that each and every one of you will take this personally. But examine ourselves in the light of God's word, will, and way. When the earth beneath our feet begins to shake and tremble because it is being knocked off its axis, the stars fall down from the sky and the mountains tumble to the seas. After we have done all that we can do to stand, will we stand therefore? Will we stand for everything and all that is holy, just, right, and true? Judgment begins at the house of God. Honey, I'm home. When Jesus rocks your world, when the storm comes, will the house you built stand or fall? I want to tell you all that there is nothing wrong with falling. We should all fall prostrate before him, of Jesus, before the feet of Jesus, for he alone is worthy of all glory, all honor, and all praise, beholding the royal diadem and crowning him Lord of all. What wretched men, women, and children we are in and of ourselves. Who shall save us? There is but one Savior, the man Christ Jesus. This Jesus, the name above all names by which we must be saved, is the stone, our solid rock, the firm foundation, which was despised and rejected by you. The word of God is all too clear here that he is speaking to the builders. We who are called of God, and this is the calling of every member in the body, to play a part in helping to build his temple, his church, his body, are being questioned and challenged here. Heaven forbid, but is there an area in your life where he is still despised and rejected by you? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Dare we cry out those words before the one true God and expect him to answer our pleas? Jesus needs to be Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. If he is not the head, then how really does the body function? Have you fallen on this stone? Has your heart, mind, spirit, strength, will, and way been broken to pieces? Who, I ask, will put Humpty back together again? A broken and contrite heart is pleasing to the Lord because it is most pliable and useful to accomplish His will and way. He will fill your heart with His love, your mind with His thoughts, align your spirit with His Holy Spirit, fill you with His strength, walk you in His wisdom, knowledge, understanding, bring healing and wholeness into your life, and make you one with Him in Jesus. Let me warn you, when judgment comes, he on whom it falls will be crushed to powder, and it will winnow him, scattering him as dust. From dust we were created, and to dust we shall return. But when Jesus comes again, we who have put our faith and trust in him shall be resurrected with him in glory. Nobody who has even the slightest notion of the winnowing fork should take God's word lightly. God is all too good at gathering those he has scattered, but when he separates the sheep from the goats, when many, if God says many, he means many, come to him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Where shall we be? Are we watching and waiting on him, his will, his way? Are we ready, willing, and able? 
Let us fall at the feet of Jesus so that we can stand before him on that day. This Jesus will judge the quick and the dead. Let none of us think we can stand on our own lest we fall. God help us. But when I instruct you, next I do not commend you, because when you meet together it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you assemble as a congregation, I hear that there are cliques, divisions, and factions among you, and I in part believe it. For doubtless, there have to be factions or parties among you in order that they who are genuine and of approved fitness may become evident and plainly recognized amongst you. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17-19 to 19. Whenever we gather together, assemble or congregate as God's people, we are entering into communion and fellowship with God and each other. But do we examine ourselves, detect our shortcomings, and recognize our own condition before we partake of the bread which is Jesus' body, broken for us, or drink the cup which ratifies and establishes us in Jesus' precious blood? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. We are one in the Spirit and one in the Lord. In the plan of the Lord and from His point of view, woman is not apart from and independent of man, nor is man aloof from and independent of woman. For as woman was made from man, even so man is also born of woman. And all, whether male or female, go forth from God as their author, and Jesus is the finisher of our faith. Are we meeting together as one in Him, or separately within a group? Is our gathering from the, for the better or the worse? The kingdom of God is supposed to be advancing, moving forward and not stagnant with fightings from within. Jesus said, A house divided against itself cannot stand. Rightfully dividing the word of truth is one thing, and quite different from wrongfully causing divisions and factions among fellow believers. But God allows the wheat and the chaff to grow together, and eventually the genuine believer will come forth as gold, evident and plainly recognized among you. Like in Nehemiah's time, we must band together to rebuild the damaged walls and the holy temple of God. Standing side by side with our shields of faith and swords of the Spirit, ready at all times for the spiritual battles that are ahead, because the enemy does not want us to succeed. But through prayer and in Jesus, we have the victory in his name. We are either for him or against him, but there is no neutral ground here. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to bring glory, praise, and honor to the Lord Jesus? He makes us able, and in our weakness, he's our strength. So get ready, because he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not even fit for the kingdom of God. The invitations have been sent to all nations and peoples. All are welcome, but we most definitely must be cautious, because the enemy is looking for the weakest link, that foothold, and he will come as a wolf in sheep's clothing. So we have to be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, and sheep in wolves' clothing. It's time to toughen up and take a stand for what is right and true. We have to stand upon the solid rock, be rooted, grounded in His Word, obedient to His will and follow His way. 
Many will come and say, Lord, Lord. Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Do you know Jesus and are you known by him? It's time to examine ourselves, decide what we are really doing and why we are doing it. Because whatever we do is to be done unto the Lord and for him. God knows our hearts better than we know our own. And you can't fool God. None of us are worthy. All have sinned and fall short. But Jesus died for the world and everyone in it. Do we forgive others as Jesus forgave us? Do we forget the offenses brought against us by others as Jesus forgave us and cast our sins into a sea of forgetfulness? Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus, I'm asking each and every one of you to ask God to search your hearts. Ask him to know you, try you, and see what he would have you go to do beyond where you are today in him. Have you been burned? How many times do we do forgive others? 70 times 7? 7 times 70? Jesus died on the cross at Calvary for you, for me, and he is calling us to greatness in his name. But it comes at a tremendous price. Life is in the blood, and Jesus wants us to pour our life out unto him as a living sacrifice. Watch and pray, wait on the Lord, and you will renew your strength. He is our defense, and we shall not be moved. Onward, Christian soldiers, in Jesus' name. Amen. Next time, we'll be talking about samples, not accidents. Out of Psalm 104, verses 33 to 35, James 1, verses 17 and 18.